I'm Jasmine Moradi, and you're listening to the Queens of Tech podcast, a podcast series about raising the voice of workplace champions. 60 plus questions in around 30 minutes with women, non-binary and transgender influencers about their journey into STEM, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. I started the Queens of Tech podcast initiative in May 2022 because I would like to retain more women, non-binary and transgenders in the tech industry. Talent is out there, but our work environment needs to improve for all to feel safer, stay authentic and to be valued for our contributions. My vision is to raise the workplace ecosystem for all in the tech industry by killing the imposter syndrome, stopping bad behavior and increasing equity opportunities. Each podcast talk is built around 60 plus questions regarding upbringing, education, career path, DEIB, and future advice. My mission is to bridge the gap between schools and workplaces by getting to the heart of my guests' personal life and career journey to inspire other girls, women, non-binary, and transgenders to unleash their full potential to reach top leadership roles in the tech industry. My goal is to raise the voice of tech champions around the world and together with companies, investors, and politicians, raise the challenges and opportunities around equity, inclusive diversity, and belonging in our workplaces. Enough is enough. I would like to enforce companies to build a sustainable, inclusive culture, to retain diverse talent, so we keep the workplace power equity to continue building future diverse and inclusive products. Your voice matters. In this episode, I'm very excited to welcome my guest, tech queen Anastasia Trofimova, CEO and co-founder of the food tech company, Your Bee. Hi, Anastasia. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? I am very good. Um, I had a fantastic day filled with quality time with my friends and just super re-energized and ready for next week. I'm happy to hear because now let us dig into your journey into STEM and getting to know you. Hope you're ready for the Queens of Tech 60 plus questions. I am very looking forward. Let's warm up with a few fun facts about you. How would you describe your personality in three hashtags? I would say persistent, positive, and driven. How would you describe your life in three sentences? I would have to say global citizen, always growing and learning, and always exploring. What kind of music stimulates and motivates you the most? I have to say I struggle to answer that question because I listen to everything. I use music as a tool. It's my little superpower. Um, when I need to focus, I listen to something fast-paced. And when I need to wind down after a long day, I listen to something relaxing. And I think that's part of my mental health ritual. What is your personal motto? Where there is a will, there is a way. What is your favorite book? I like books that open your perspective. So I would say Lighter and The Alchemist. What is your favorite podcast? Love this one, obviously. I also a big fan of the Spotify podcast called 2072. Uh, it hit me deep. Obviously, climate change and the future is something that I think about a lot. And then my climate journey is a great one as well. Mac or PC? 
ooh, as someone who used to be a management consultant and couldn't be away from a Lenovo for three seconds, I'm now a very big Mac girl, I have to say. Say something interesting about you that most people don't know. I own a vintage VW bus and I enjoy spending time in nature, living that alter van life sometimes. What is your hidden talent? Not sure I have one. If you were going to write a book about your life, what would the title be? It would be something about the journey of first-time woman founder and learning by doing and tackling the glass searing of being a female founder. Great start, Anastasia. Let us now dig deeper. Our childhood has an effect on our adulthood. Our early experience shape our belief about ourselves, others, and the world. Now, I want to discover your childhood. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Helsinki in Finland. What was your dream job as a child? I used to dream of being a detective. What was your favorite subject in school? I have to say mathematics and uh, strangely chemistry. What was your least favorite subject? History. I never liked following the rules. I like making my own. What is your earliest memory of technology and the arrival of the internet? I still remember when I was 14, we used to have this DOS-based video game. By video game, it's very generously called video game. It was a one-line code where, um, yeah, you can move this uh, main character around. I still can't believe that we went so far from just having a DOS system to what we have now in just a decade. Which were the three first technology gadgets you owned? Nokia. As someone from Finland, as a teenager, that snake game on Nokia phone was a bit of a religion. If you know, you know. Who was your role model growing up and why? I have to say I didn't have many, sadly. They were all men. How do you think where you grew up and the school you went to and the generation you come from influenced your education and career choice? I knew very deeply that I wanted to challenge the status quo around me. Amazing. Now, I'm going to read two quotes. First one, how does the universe expect me to choose a career path at 16? I can't even choose what I want for dinner. Second, Abraham Lincoln said, I quote, the best way to predict your future is to create it. So Anastasia, I want to know the choices behind your career path. Where and what did you study at university? I studied in Helsinki School of Economics. I actually graduated school when I was 17. And very much like your quote, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I knew that I had this uh, almost unlimited drive to do something, to build, to create. And I thought that would give me perhaps the most opportunities in life to explore and chart my own path. And I think that was the right choice for me. And then I did a little also exchange in Norwegian Business School, where I have to say I still have most of my best friends from. Who and what influenced you to get into your chosen field? I think many experiences along my paths, uh, startup-wise, I think, especially coming to Sweden, I mean, we all, I think, are inspired by Spotify and their story. What professional roles have you had before that led you to start your own company? I used to work as a management consultant for five years. And there I advised grocery retailers and their management team on how to digitalize their business. Um, so I have a quite good understanding of how the grocery retail business works and how it can be improved. Uh, therefore, I thought I would start your beat and take on the challenge of creating a better way we plan and shop for our groceries. So what does your beat do? 
Your Beat is a social commerce platform for healthy and sustainable food. We wanted to create a new way for all of us to plan and shop food that made eating healthy, personalized and sustainable food choices easier and more convenient than whatever we are doing today. And we definitely seen the rise of social media and how it's revolutionized um, industries like fashion industry. So we wanted to adapt the same thinking and combine the power of social media and grocery retail. So hence the social commerce for food. Very interesting. What is your title and what is your main responsibilities? I am the CEO. I'm doing a bit of everything from setting the direction of the company to fundraising. But I think most importantly, testing and iterating and always finding the pathway, almost like a stream through the rocks. Why did you start the company? The pandemic brought me to Sweden and I discovered the incredible startup ecosystem here. And I thought it was time to pursue my dream. What does a typical workday look like for you? No day is the same. I wish there was a pattern. <laughs> Most days it's a mix between working on product to finding ways to spread awareness about our app to talking to users, which is probably one of my favorite activities. I always loved hearing that we are making a difference in real people's lives. And of course, talking to investors. I love to quote, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. So Anastasia, what do you love about your role? I think the diversity of the tasks and of the challenges and the constant learning and always constantly being humbled at the same time. What is the best experience you've had in your current role so far? Any examples? Definitely. Actually, this was an easy question for me to answer. It's finding and bringing together an amazing team. And what is the biggest challenge you have encountered so far and how did you tackle it? It's the constantly learning and constantly being humble. We just keep waking up and doing your best. What do you wish everybody understood about your role? That it's actually tough. Being a startup founder is not as glamorous as it seems on the outside. You really need that grit that everyone talks about. What is the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to disapprove? That you don't have to be a pale male Yale to succeed in this startup world. What do you love about working in the tech industry? Constantly learning, innovating, and working with absolutely incredibly talented and smart people. Oprah Winfrey said, I quote, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is not a stepping stone to greatness. So Anastasia, what have by far been your biggest achievement in your career? I think starting the startup and getting it off the ground, getting the first users, the first revenue and funding with a very small team. It's the zero to one journey that's the hardest. What's the biggest factor that helped you become successful? Any success habits? I'm not a creature of habits. And although I'm very stubborn and I'm quite resilient. How do you measure your own performance at work? I do my best. With success comes failure. What is your biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from it? Burnout. And I learned I have limits. What is inspiring and motivating you the most in your role and career right now? I think it must be the Norquen ecosystem, which we were very lucky to be part of this year, part of the Norquen Accelerator, and the kind of incredible impact-focused entrepreneurs that I get the chance to meet every day. 
Let us now jump into the influence of mentors, role models, champions, and sponsors. Role models can consciously or subconsciously be a powerful force in our lives. In addition, champions can stand up and advocate for us and open up the world of possibilities. Spouses match emerging talent with leaders and influential employees who can help us move ahead in our careers. Anastasia, do you have a mentor, champion, or a sponsor today? Yes, and I have to give credit to my 20-something investors. I feel very lucky that I have found this incredible group of people that backed me on a very early stage, on the idea stage, and believed in the mission and the cause, believed that this idea needs to happen, and believed in me and the team, and they have been supportive ever since. Who is the role model you look up to in your field? All the women entrepreneurs of early stage startups around me keep the amazing work, ladies. History shows that it has been more common for men having mentors, champions, and sponsors in business than women. Anastasia, how important do you think it's to have a mentor, champion, and a sponsor during one's career? Extremely. When I was in a top-tier consulting company, I've seen firsthand that men get promoted or advanced because of strong sponsors and role models. And I cannot stress how important it is that we find champions to give us the motivation boost, if nothing else. But it's absolutely critical. And I would recommend and advise and encourage my fellow female founders to find champions along the way. Let's move on to leadership. Adina Friedman, President and CEO of Nasdaq said, I quote, Empowering those around you to be heard and valued makes a difference between a leader who simply instructs and one who inspires. And Shirley Samber, ex-CEO of Facebook, said, I quote, Leadership is about making others better as a result of your presence and making sure that the impact lasts in your absence. Anastasia, what does leadership mean to you? To me, leadership is bringing out the true potential of each team member and getting people inspired, feeling that they are part of the mission that you're working on. I think the best part of leadership is seeing people thrive and take ownership of their work and feel proud of what they do. It also means being strong and resilient and owning and learning from your own mistakes. What do you consider good versus a bad leader? In my career, due to project-based work, I had the chance to experience about 30, maybe 50 different leaders. And I would say not all managers are leaders. I think a bad leader to me is someone who cannot take in a different opinion or is not open-minded, who is not seeing the individual potential, but is trying to fit the person they hired for talent or the smartness into a predefined mold that rarely ends up well. A good leader observes he or she adapts and finds the right approach to motivate each person in their own unique way. Who is your favorite female non-binary or transgender tech leader and why? All the diverse founders around me. It's easy to glamorize just one, like the founder of Bumble, Whitney Wolf, or the Canva founder, Melanie Perkins. But obviously, these women have such an incredible, impressive journey. But I see many women around me every day defying the odds of being a woman-founded startup where only 1% of all funding goes to female founders. And that is inspiring to me. How would you describe yourself as a leader? I really want to build a team that feels proud of their work, um, who takes ownership and is solution-driven and brave. And as a leader, what values are the most important to you? I think being humble and being honest and at the same time brave. 
I think a startup journey, it is important to keep your eyes on the prize and not be easily influenced by setbacks, which in turn will also motivate and inspire the team. What leadership lessons have you learned that have formed you into the leader you are today? I feel I had the best school while working as a management consultant. Having worked with the 30 to 50 different leaders, I have seen a wide variety of leadership styles, ranging from inspiring to something I know I never want to be. I hope I was able to learn from other mistakes and to take in all the good parts. And now I get the chance to learn by doing. And I suppose time will tell. What are your three strengths and three weaknesses? I think resilience, definitely. I think ability to adapt to different situations or different cultures and being a problem solver and always finding a solution. Any weaknesses? Uh, impatience. And sometimes I take on more than I should, probably. And I could be more structured. Let us now jump into the hottest topic in business today. Workplace culture, unlocking the power, diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging. Anastasia, what does diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging mean to you personally? To me, it's an incredibly important topic. As someone who grew up as an immigrant in Finland and also worked in a very male-dominated workplaces all my life, I have experienced how toxic um, monoculture can be, either way you interpret it. And I will always be a strong advocate for diversity and try to bring in as much diversity into my teams as I can. What do you consider being three to five signs of good company culture if you were to join a company? I think something that I keep being taught from experience and mistakes again and again is actually clarity. Number one, I would say clarity of direction, clarity of what we are trying to achieve because it sets everyone up for success. I think the second one I would say is a leader who is able to inspire other people around them. And I would say impact and being mission driven, making sure that you're working on something that actually makes a difference in people's lives. As a woman, what has been the most significant barrier in your career and how have you overcome these challenges? I absolutely experienced that only 1% of funding goes to female founders. It's a lack of funding for female entrepreneurs. But then I ignored the statistics and tried to make my own rules. Why do you think it's important for more women, women of color, non-binary and transgenders to join the tech industry today? We need more diverse role models that will inspire the future generations to be part of the tech industry as well and eventually level out the playing fields. So there are incredible opportunities available to more people, not just them, the male Yale profiles. Do you and how do you speak with your colleagues, peers and community about the DIB challenges, for example, salary gaps and promotions? We have a very small team right now and we are a women-led team. So we are very open with each other and on the same page, which I hope to continue as the team grows. There are many public and internal discussions about the barriers women, women of color, non-binary and transgenders face from reaching high position in the tech industry. How do you feel has affected is affecting you and what is your advice on how to best unblock these roadblocks? I think there are two things that I am very big advocate for. One is on the micro level and one is on the macro level. I think there should be more women in decision-making seats. 
until we have more diversity in decision-making seats, it's a very slow-moving process to change things. And on a macro level, I actually advocate for quotas because that is something that can change the needle in a very fast kind of way and force the industry to adapt to new, better standards. And today, tech companies spend a lot of marketing money to attract women, women of color, non-binary and transgenders. However, at the same time, they're finding it hard to retain them. Articles show that women are leaving the tech industry. What is your best advice or strategies for how companies can work to build a stronger corporate culture that engages gender diversity and equity? I'm very saddened to hear that women are leaving the tech industry. We definitely should reverse that trend. I think it all starts with the management, with the leaders in the organization. Until diversity is taken as a serious topic and valued by the management team and not just as a side project, things will not change. I hope to see more women in diversity in decision-making seats. What would you say are the few challenges of implementing a DIB culture in a workplace today? It's the reality of slowly changing management teams, right? We see too little diversity in the roles that actually make decisions and make a difference. Why and how do you think companies would benefit from having not just women, women of color, non-binary and transgender leaders, but actually higher gender representation at C-suite level and boardrooms with actual mandates? There are many obvious reasons, but to speak the language of VCs, I will simply say better portfolio returns. It is simple as that. McKinsey published a report showing that founders with greater gender and ethnic diversity achieve 30% higher returns for investors upon exit than their white men founder counterparts. How much do you think the tech industry has changed regarding the IP since you joined? Too little in the two years since I have joined, unfortunately. Looking back on your career, what one thing would you have changed in your working environment to break the bias? I wish I was braver and had more courage to speak out more. Looking forward, what will you do as a leader to improve the bias for the next generation of women, women of color, non-binary and transgenders in tech? I'm a very strong advocate for diversity at the top, so more diversity in the decision-making seats. Hopefully leading by example and promoting women. I mean, we are a, a women-founded startup, yeah, fully founded by women. And I hope to both inspire by being a woman leader, but also, of course, advocate for more diversity. Let us move on to another hot topic in business today, which is work-life balance and mental health. Anastasia, you have without doubt a busy lifestyle. How do you take care of yourself to maintain good mental health? I will confess I'm not always the best, <laughs> but if I can only do one thing, and sometimes there are weeks when you can only prioritize one thing, it is actually eating a plant-rich diet because it has benefits for both physical and mental well-being. I did hear burnout before, so have you experienced burnout? Yes, unfortunately. And unfortunately, I pushed through mentally until my body said enough is enough. And I had a long recovery time. And now I know my limits. What is your advice how companies can create a more mentally healthy workplace in the new now? 
I think definitely having the conversation and recognizing that in the kind of culture and work pace we live in now, it is more prevalent than ever. So I would create a culture where people actually and leaders especially check in with employees around mental health and mental being and supporting employees, being more flexible around time off and some potentially tools that they also offer to employees to support them not only during the work hours, but also in the non-work hours, because a lot of the mental health and stress can also cure outside of work. What motivates you every day to get out of bed? I do what I love. Now, let us wrap up with a few words of wisdom and a piece of advice for our listeners. Anastasia, what is the best piece of advice you have been given that has helped you during setbacks in your role and career? I once had a manager who I've had a very deep and candid conversation that was around the time when I had my burnout. And he said something so simple, but that struck so deep that I would want to share with everyone. And that is, you always have a choice. And sometimes we forget that, especially in the tough moments, in stressful moments. But we always have a choice. It's up to us what we do next. And then what is the worst advice you've ever been given and how did you tackle it? Oh, there have been a few. Um, some of the worst ones have been where in not good situations, the leaders made you feel that it's your own fault. And I think it can be tricky, especially if you're a younger woman just starting out your career, to have the experience to see the bigger picture. But just believe in yourself. And when you're inside that you're right, just stick with that and make the right decisions for you and no one else. Is there something you wish you would have known or a skill you wish you had while starting out in the tech industry? Yes and no. I am not sure I would have the courage to start a startup knowing everything I know now. But at the same time, I wish I had a closer, um, experienced uh, woman founder as a mentor from the very beginning to teach me the ropes and to tell me what to focus my attention on from the very start. If you had the ability to go back in time to when you were just at the beginning of your career, what advice would you give to your younger self? Keep being brave and keep charting your own path. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. What advice would you give to young girls, women, women of color, non-binary and transgenders who want and trying to break into STEM fields today, especially wanting to become next generation leaders? I think my biggest advice is to actually start to start giving it a, a go, start experimenting. And you don't have to live your careers today or you save jobs today and start a startup or something completely different from one day to the next. You can start from a safe place. You can start building slowly in your free time, for example, find a good experience, mentor, but at some point also take the leap. I know it can be scary and I know it can feel that you're not ready, but I think it's an important part of the experience is to take the leap and follow your dreams. And that is something that you will never regret. Last but not least, what is next for you in your role and career in tech? What are your career aspirations? My aspirations is to work on something I love that makes a positive impact on this world. And of course, that is your beat. That is the reason why I started it. So I, I hope to continue to shape it and grow it. But something that I love also is what the Northwind Foundation is doing for impact startups. 
And I hope I would one day in one shape or form see something similar for women's founded startups as well. Empowering. And I can't wait to follow your journey. Thank you so much, Anastasia, for being a guest on the Queens of Tech podcast. Sharing your journey will without a doubt inspire change and reshape company culture for the next generation of women, women of color, non-binary and transgender leaders in tech. Thank you for listening. If you have worked in the tech industry a minimum three years and would like to share your journey, please nominate yourself or somebody you know to i at jasminemoradi.com. For more podcast episodes and to learn more about the Queens of Tech initiative and to support us, visit queensof.tech.